The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You heard that music. You listen to the show, Regular Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. What is matter? What matters to me today? You know, something always matters to me every time I do the show. And what matters to me today? It is Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday. Today is January 15th. Am I right? I know I'm right. And I, I just, you know, of all the times that I, I take the opportunity to pay tribute to somebody, I normally just save it for the members of the fraternity. But today is something special. Today is a day that there would be no members of the fraternity if somebody didn't stand up and fight for the opportunity for me to be a part of a league that didn't really want me, didn't really want a lot of people that look like me. You know, Dr. King fought for a lot of people that if they were a little different than you and you didn't want them to be a part of your group, of your country, of your city, of the world. Man gave his life for that, to change things, and to let you know that God created man equal and that all men were created equal and should have the opportunity for life, liberty, and a picket fence. And so if you wanted to play football and they didn't want you to play football, Dr. King didn't feel that was the right thing to do. And he thought that one day that all God's children, whatever it was that we wanted to do, would get along. And we would be judged by the content of our character and not necessarily our skin. And so we're going to take time out today. And what we're going to do, we're going to pay honor and tribute and, and, and just homage to a man who gave his life so that I could do what I'm doing today. And certainly so those of you could come out there and enjoy the things I used to do on the field where I used to play on. Because there was a time where I couldn't play on that field. There was actually a time where I couldn't play the position that I played. So in order for me to pay honor to a man who fought so long, and we still fight for some of the things that he was fighting for us when he died in 1968, I have a moment of silence for Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., All right. Happy birthday, Dr. King. And, you know, as I said, you know, it's just a shame that, you know, the fact of the matter is we're still fighting for civil rights, you know, all around the world, not just here in the United States of America. And athletes, you know, it's you know, I'm finding it very hard that even today, you know, quarterbacks, you know, that are minorities that are asking, you know, what does it feel like to be a black quarterback? It's a quarterback. When you line up on the center, you put the jersey on. When you put the jersey on, that's your color. 
you know, the guys with the white on are trying to tackle the guys with the black on. The guys with the black on trying to tackle the guys with the white on. It ain't your skin color. It's your jersey color. And so I just wish that, you know, some of us in the media could get over it and get past it. But there's times where we're not allowed. And I think a lot of it got to do it. You know, sometimes back in the day, they used to say, if it's too loud, you're too old. I think there's a whole lot of old ass people that's involved in this, that's just keeping this thing going that they really don't even need to let it go. But until they let it go and everybody thinks the playing field is level, then we got to, we still got to fight a little bit. You got to fight for what you think is right. You got to be willing to fight. And sometimes you got to, you got to step up and you got to fight for somebody else. You got to be big brother and you got to stand up and say, no, I'm not going to let you do that. And that's so that, that, the civil rights movement, there were people who were who were not the same black or minorities that were white. And they stood up for us. We appreciated that. There were people who were not gay or lesbian, but they stood up for the gays and lesbian. There were people that perhaps maybe were some not Mexican and stood up for the Mexicans. You know, so I don't care what it is or who it is. Sometimes you got to fight somebody else's fight so you can get your blessing. So don't be scarred. That's what they say in St. Louis, Missouri. Don't be scarred. Fight for somebody else, especially fight for their right. So I know I, I'm expecting a friend to join me because there's some things going on in some other parts of the world. And they still dealing with some issues just like we do. And I believe my man, Anthony Gentle, is on the line with me, calling me from London. Anthony, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, right? Man, Anthony, I appreciate, you know, you know, I know when I reached out to you, and I appreciate the fact that you and I uh, had a chance to have some dialogue on your show. And by the way, the name of your show, Anthony, go ahead and give a shout out about your show up there, so everybody knows. Now we didn't, we didn't. This is worldwide. He's in London. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm I'm on uh, YouTube and uh, I got podcasts going, and that uh, that'll be uh, www forward slash athletic intelligence and uh, everyone could check me out there and and the great people that have been helping me and and that's a real accent that's not a fake act. he's not acting that accent is for real <laughs> and i'm sure he probably feels like i have one but uh <laughs> but strangely enough i don't think i do but let me just say this i know what you and i do agree after we and we had a great time on your show but yeah. after I was on your show, it, it just surprised me because, again, we play a different kind of football than you do. And we're going to talk about yeah. that a little bit. But yeah. what surprised me about what was happening in, in football, the way they play it in London and other, other parts of the world. And we play it like that here in the United States, too. we got a pretty good team. Yeah. But there appears that I believe it was in, in Italy or someplace where yeah. there, there was a young man that stood up and said he just wasn't going to take it anymore because racial slurs were being That's thrown right. at That's him right. kevin prince uh, botang of ac milan uh they were playing a game uh their top division team and they were playing a division two team and the you know the fans side with that racist chance please go ahead and explain to the audience what the issue of concern was as they started those racial chants yeah um and and the players just you know that that young man uh felt for his safety he's a young man from ghana and uh, he he just thought, you know, this isn't right. I don't play this game to receive this type of abuse. Uh, and, and he made a stand, and he 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 picked up the ball or he kicked it into the stand. Uh, he took his jersey off and walked off the field. And what was great about that was his teammates. They followed. 
that that's the part that I love because I, I just, you know, I don't know if you heard me as I opened the show, but I said sometimes in order for us to receive our blessings, we got to take on somebody else's fight. And there's no way in the world that the, the rights that we now receive here in terms of civil rights in the United States of America would have been received if it weren't for people like Dr. Martin Luther King. And he wanted this to be a thing that, you know, went across all, you know, all boundaries, not just this country, the the world. Because That's we believe, right. he believed, and I believe that every man is created equal. I got a chance to meet uh, Bishop Tutu, of course, from South Africa, and I got a chance to, uh, to travel to South right. Africa. I want to shout out to my, uh, my family uh, and, and friends, of course, that uh, I met over there in South Africa. Uh, my family, my, right. my sister-in-law, uh, DeAndre, and her, her, husband, her husband, Anthony uh, Lewis, I'm going to give them full credit, uh, gave a present to my wife and I. We got a chance to travel. But I, I, I have to say this. I am so proud of athletes because that's one thing about, I believe, about sports. It's, it's sports is one of those things, and you may or may not agree with this, Anthony. I want to hear your opinion on this, too, is that at least when you're on a team, you, you want to win. And, and, you, and you understand there's no doubt when you're on a team or even if you're a fan of a team, you can see the difference in talent. And, and you know who is the more talented individual? And if it's all about winning, regardless of color of skin, you want the best player to put you in the best position to win. So you want that player on the field. And and I I'm just so happy that the soccer we call it soccer here. You guys call it football. Yeah. yeah. But these young men stood up for what is right. They didn't get. They may have forfeited the game by doing that. But I think yeah. it was more important to them than the game was what they wanted to stand for, and that is you were not going to – this is our teammate. And, and so yeah. do you agree that sports sometimes gives us a platform where if, the, if, if used right could be beneficial to society? Most definitely. If people use it the right way and do the right things and say the right things, it's a great tool to make change happen. You know, uh, if you look at what this player's done now, if there's another game where this same incident happens, you might see a repeat. Another player is now not going to be so worried about, well, what's going to happen to me? It's like, no, I'm going to take a stand. I'm going to take this ball. I'm going to take my jersey off and I'm going to go back in the changing rooms. And maybe until they, they stop doing what they're doing or saying what they're saying. And if they don't, I'm going home, but we're going to make a change. And, you know, Anthony, one thing that I, I'm a little concerned about in this country, at least, is sometimes what can happen is is once money comes into the picture, it kind of right. clouds our perspective in terms of, you know, from a humanistic perspective, you know, human nature, what we should sacrifice for another generation. And I was involved in two strikes uh, when I played football in the National Football League, and those were sacrifices for, for future benefits for other players. We, we lost some money. Yeah. We got some of it back. But but we took a stand, and, and, and I know that's a different type of stand, but it's still the willingness to take a stand. I would tell you, were you shocked that an athlete today was willing to take a stand in terms of compensation? Is this a highly paid young man over there that took the stand, or was this a game that was not, a pay was not involved? Uh, I, I think there, there's probably pay involved. I'm not too sure, but uh, if you're playing for AC Milan, they're going to be paying you a decent wage. And uh, I was impressed, let's say. Uh, you know, there was a shock because you, you have had incidents like this periodically. Um, some leagues are doing a great job of making sure that this is being phased out the game or it's stopping. 
Um, but to see a player do that, uh, you got to be impressed because if he did lose his wage, he, you know, he's going on values here and saying, hey, I don't get paid to do this. And let me ask you in terms of the, the majority of people in, in the stands, would you say this was just an isolated incident or was this that, that, that the visiting team, uh, perhaps maybe where he was playing against, uh, was it the majority of those fans who were, for lack of a better word, taunting him with these, uh, you know, racial gestures? Well, it's interesting you say that because when you look at different headlines uh, and read di- different stories and watch it on the news, some were saying, well, it's just an isolated area of the stadium with the fans were chanting that abuse to him and his teammates. Uh, others say, well, it, it was around different parts of the stadium. So um, I, I'm not too sure, but the one thing they did say is that there were fans who were very upset that this was happening, and uh, I, I think there was almost trouble between the two groups because of the incident. Yeah, and that, that makes it uh, a little easier for you to accept in terms of uh, just bringing that story you know, to the airwaves to understand that perhaps maybe this was more of an, an isolated incident. But one thing, and I, sometimes I'm confused uh, when mm-hmm. people, you know, express their freedom of speech here in this country and, right. and, and their rights of freedom to it. I think sometimes they think they paid when they pay for a ticket that they have paid uh, for the opportunity. And, and, and actually it's a privilege to say and do whatever you want to do to people in these uh, athletic arenas, if you will. Uh, do you, is it that way in London? Do you think because you paid the price of a ticket that you have the right to say and do uh, whatever you, I mean, sometimes our, our players here, uh, things are thrown at them. Sometimes even our referees, you know, people that, and, you know, you, you take, I don't care whatever kind of widget you got, you throw things at them, you throw pop on them. We call it pop or soda, depending upon where yeah. you're from. Uh, a soft yeah. drink on them. Uh, you throw your hot dog at them. Uh, you throw whatever you want to, and you certainly throw yeah. mean-spirited words in their direction. Is it like right. that in other parts of the world? Do they think because they pay for the ticket, they have the freedom of speech and, and right to do and say whatever they want to to these athletes? Uh, yeah, kind of. There's there's uh, been a history with the game of football, soccer, of uh, violence and hooliganism. And some countries have managed to get a hold on it and control and managed to, to uh, ban, identify those individuals involved or groups and ban them, you know, from the, the stadiums. But there are those people that do think, hey, I can just come in here, do what I want. Uh, it's a group mentality. And one of the things that does happen, you talk about throwing objects, is uh, players being hit by coins. Yes. Uh, and and you know that's that's when you, when you're playing a game um, and you're out there and it's not like you know the game of American football where they've got a helmet on and hopefully it won't go through the, the visor or anything or face mask. But when you're a soccer player out there, if something's thrown, some object, that's it. It's you'll get cut, and it has happened. Yeah, and that's one thing. And you can also lose an eye. You know, you can lose an eye. Oh, and, yeah. I, and I'm not sure that you know when people, you know, sometimes. And I don't want to say that you have to move uh, those type of, let's say, enhanced soft drinks from those arenas. People have the right to enjoy an enhanced soft drink, if you will, an alcoholic beverage, you know, if they want to at these arenas. But I I think that 
you know, the level of which things, uh, you know, shoot up to in terms of just how these people behave. I don't know if they're intoxicated or if they're just mean spirited. And, and let me ask you in this particular case, do you think it was a, a, a sign of which, okay, this person was, you know, maybe upset because this was a good player performing very well against their team, or this seemed more like racism. You know, was it were they mad at the other team? And if they were, because maybe perhaps they were winning and the player was doing well, we can understand that. But you know, sometimes the venom comes out, and and the yeah. racism re- reveals its real ugly head. And I think from what I read, this was more racism than it was a hatred for the other team. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'd lean towards what you're saying there because, uh, you know, for, for a player to walk off, I, I think that players receive, as you know, in all sports, a lot of uh, <laughs> abuse on the field. Yes. And the opposition fans will always try, try and put the, the players off the game. But I think this player, maybe it was just a case of, you know what, I've had enough of it here in this game. I don't know exactly how long they played for before he walked off. But it also may be a case of he's experienced that in other games, in other arenas, and he said, no, it's time. I'm doing this. Okay. I, I, I just want to say this, that, you know, Dr. King died in, in 19, was assassinated in 1968. And here yeah. it is. This is, you know, 2013. You know, and so, you know, when, when you when you when you look at when you look at that, you know, that's a long time. Uh, has there is there progress that's been made in, in London uh, when you think about the way things used to be? And I don't know if they were as bad in, in London as they were in the United States of America in 1968. But just from yeah. the time that you spend on on the earth and, and you're a native there, that's 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 your home. You've lived there your whole life. In terms yeah. of you know people respecting people as as human beings, has, has things gotten better, or do is that racism continue to, to again show its ugly head from time to time, like it did at this ball game? Yeah, um, I'd say things have improved. They have gotten better. Uh, there's always that underlying current and, and a, an issue that's there that may be unspoken. And it will show up in incidents, uh, like you say, that will go on in the street. There'll be an attack or something. And depending on which part of the country, uh, it, it can be, things can be okay and fine, but other places there's definite tension. Um, but I, I would say things have improved and, uh, I would like to see it improve more, but there's still work to be done in educating everybody. To make that happen, and we just want to be clear. Now, this incident that we're talking about did not happen in London. Uh, this, if I'm not mistaken, no, this no. was actually in Milan. Am I correct? Yeah, well, I think it was in Italy. I'm not sure. I think it was okay. at, at the opposing team. I'm not sure where they okay. were. Okay, okay. So it, it was in Italy. So it did not happen yeah. in, in London. But but my concern no. and 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 the ask of that question about how uh, and 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 what's the temperature, if you will. Uh, there in London as it re- relates to racial relations uh, is because the National Football League is, is actually considering expansion. And, and London has been one of those places that they've consistently looked at, and there's been games there. Uh, right. and, and that would be taken into consideration. I mean, uh, no place other than Phoenix, Arizona, knows how the National Football League feels 
uh, about uh, racial relations because it, it for a while uh, it was a reason. It was the reason why they weren't able to attract the Super Bowl here in Phoenix, Arizona. But some things have gotten better over the years. Right. Uh, let me ask you, regardless of racial relations or not, just, um, you know, how do you feel about perhaps maybe the National Football League having a presence there in London? And do you think we're close to that? Well, we've we've had the the series of international games. Uh, I think we're on game. Uh, we've had game of five or six, and the following for the games is huge. And I know people will travel from. Uh, we we sat next to some people from Boston when we went to see uh, Patriots game, and people will come from wherever in Europe to see the game. So to to fill the stadiums and have the seats, it's I I say that can definitely happen. To have a franchise in London, um, that would be interesting. I don't know what would happen there, especially that franchises, will, you know, when they first come into the league, sometimes they struggle. Yeah, you're, the fans you're, 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 to see that. Yes, you are right about that. But I, I would say this. Uh, you would only have to, when you think about a season, a season of 16 games, and perhaps maybe uh, the team would be good enough that perhaps maybe they would make it into the playoffs. Uh, but chances are for the first few years they perhaps would struggle. But you're talking mm-hmm. about probably preseason two games, you know, regular season eight games. So you're talking about yeah. supporting the team for about maybe 10, 12 games a year at home. Uh, certainly yeah. when they travel to the States, they would sell out. Uh, do you yeah. think a stadium of 60,000 people could be filled for 12 games a year? I think so. See, that's not, when you look at yeah. it like that, that's a little different than, I, and I know what you, where you were going with that, you know, yeah, we yeah. want a winning team, and, you know, but what happens a lot of times, this ha- certainly happens here in Arizona, or many times people come to see the opposing team and not necessarily the home <laughs> team. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. for a long time that was happening here. So I'm sure you've probably got fans that are there, you know, that would welcome the, the home team. But like you said, when the Patriots come, you know, they're going to go, you know. Uh, probably when the 49ers come, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna go. Some of the older franchises, I would like to say that when the Browns came, that you guys might sell it out, but I don't know about that. In fact, they might ship the Browns. <laughs> the Browns <laughs> might be the team. They might ship over there again. But, uh, yeah. but I tell you what, I'm, I'm certainly hoping that it can happen. Now, are you aware, Anthony, when's the next scheduled game? There was a, the Patriots there this year. When's the next scheduled game on the calendar? Do you know if there's another one next year? They've got two games next year. We got the uh, Vikings and the Steelers, if I'm correct, the 29th of September. Uh, and then a month later, we have uh, Jaguars and the Niners. Now you know, I, you know, this is really interesting. So you already know who's coming there, which means they've done a tremendous job of marketing. Because I don't even think, to my knowledge, the schedule hasn't even been released yet. But you know about those games already, so they're doing a tremendous job. Uh, is there a demand for those tickets when they when they announce the games? You know, sometimes tickets, depending on what the event is, tickets can sell out instantly. Uh, are there tickets still available? And 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 how do people go about trying to get those tickets when those games come over there? Well, you can get them uh, from the NFL UK site online. Um, there's various vendors that people can get their tickets from. Uh, they can go on the website it's the, directly for the stadium that the games are played in. But uh, going back to what you're saying about selling out, as far as I know, they're saying that the, the Steelers-Vikings uh, game is, is virtually sold out. 
Yeah, and see, the Steelers, that's one of those franchises. When you talk about a storage franchise, that's a, probably what it is, the most successful franchise right now. Now, of course, uh, the Patriots are teetering right along there trying to join yeah. that. Uh, join that uh, top ranking with them and to either uh, yeah. match or exceed uh, the amount of Super Bowls. And I think that might be six or something of that nature. But the Minnesota Vikings, you know, they've just they've been bitten by the bug. You know, they've been there so many times yeah. years ago, couldn't get yeah. there and couldn't get it done. Adrian Peterson, of course, was, you know, almost to the wow. next level in Tremendous. the playoffs, you know, uh, and just had a great season coming back from that injury. And But back in the day, you know, they talk about, and we're going to get into this in the next half of the show. They talk about, you know, running quarterbacks. But I'm going to tell you, there was a scrambling quarterback years ago. And I got to take you way back. Years ago, uh, who the quarterbacks today, <laughs> you know, they don't compare to the nightmare that this young man and his day, he was a young man, Fran Tarkenton. But talking okay. about a, a real scram, that was somebody who was a <laughs> scrambling quarterback. And, and Fran, when he scrambled, his intent was not to run. His intent yeah. was to buy time so that a receiver would find a way to get open. And more than not, you know, they would. So, you know, these guys today, they think they got a problem in trying to run yeah. down some of these quarterbacks. Man, yeah. they, they, they Fran targeted would have gave them all kinds of headaches. But listen, we're going to take a break. <laughs> I, I want right. you to make sure that you hang on there, Anthony. No more technical difficulties. But I got uh, Anthony, Anthony Gentle with me. Of course, he's calling in from London. And I was uh, a guest on Anthony's show again. And your show again, Anthony, is? That's uh, www.youtube.com forward slash athletic intelligence. And uh, you, of course, can go there and uh, on demand could uh, to listen to Anthony's show. But we're going to take a break. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Happy birthday, Dr. King. Appreciate it. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. 
The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. show you listen to Rebel Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. It's Dr. King's birthday. I want to thank you, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., for all you did for me, including willing to risk your life so that I one day might enjoy life in the United States of America like everybody else. Uh, also, I, I got to take time out. I got a phone call yesterday. I appreciated the phone call. Didn't like the reason for the call. I got a phone call yesterday from one of my heroes as I played football at the Ohio State University. It was a young man there. There's more than one Griffin. Archie, of course, is the greatest of all time college football player, the only one with two Heisman trophies. But he had a brother named Ray Griffin, still has a brother named Ray Griffin, who, of course, was an extremely good football player and uh, a man that I looked up to and admired the way he handled himself and played football. And uh, Griff, as we call him, gave me a call yesterday uh, to let me know uh, that former Ohio State defensive back coach, uh, Dick Walker, um, had passed away. Uh, coach Walker had gotten into a car accident, as I believe it is, uh, in Las Vegas, Nevada. He was hit by uh, a person older than he. Coach Walker was had lived on earth for a few years, and uh, an elderly person um, hit him. And um, his quality of life had diminished from that accident. I believe he was even uh, known to be paralyzed at that time. Um, but Coach Dick Walker has gone on to heaven. He's in a better place. I'm going to take a couple seconds to honor him with a moment of silence. And I'm back. Coach Dick Walker, thank you so much, Coach. Love you, man. God bless you. I'll see you in heaven. I get a chance to play for you when I get up there. Coach Walker, of course, was going to be the secondary mm-hmm. coach when I um, was being recruited at uh, the Ohio State University. Uh, he moved on, went on to coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers, won two uh, Super Bowl rings, um, but I didn't get that. But he is the man that was there when Jack Tatum was there. And, of course, we know about Jack Tatum. From that point on, everybody's been trying to just take people out like Jack did. Uh, they say, like, Mike, it's like Jack, and, and Jack did his thing. So I, I believe right now up in heaven, you got Coach Hayes, you got Jack Tatum, and you got Coach Walker. Man, Buckeyes having a great day. You know all the things we did beating Michigan in basketball this weekend, but we won't go there. But let me ask you, I got my man Anthony Gento on the line calling me from London. Anthony, of course, uh, can be uh, listened to and watched on, on YouTube. Uh, Anthony, there were some great football games. In fact, they're trying to say this may go down as the greatest weekend in playoff football in the history of the National Football League. Do you think the games were that good? I certainly think they were. That, that was some good football to watch. I tell you, we, we enjoyed all the games and that, I don't know, that Seattle game probably wishes that they'd been able to go into overtime. No, but that was great. 
Yeah, and and you know the thing about it is, uh, you know, when you watch that Seattle football game, I, I heard one of the guys make a few comments, and for me, I'm not so sure I don't agree with him. And you know, you watched it, and 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 you watched Atlanta, and you watched him kind of, you know, the air kind of come right out of their balloon. And I sat there right. watching the game yeah. with my daughter, and I said to my daughter at halftime, Russell Wilson's gonna win this game. Seattle's going to win this right. game at halftime. And I think they were down by yeah. 20, 21 points at halftime. And I just didn't feel confident enough to think that Atlanta, sometimes in football, and I don't know where this comes from, but sometimes mm-hmm. in football, the, the conservatism that was never there for some reason or another, you know, you get your creativity just goes out the window. And it's okay, yeah. it's okay to run the ball to conserve you know, the clock, you know, in your in, in your terms, because the clock, you're conservative because now you're running time out because it takes more. The yeah. clock doesn't stop when you run the ball. So, you know, so to your benefit, you know, you're manipulating the clock, if you will. But I don't I don't want the conservative running. Running should not be considered conservative. First of all, I want to say that uh, mm. it, you have more right. options when you run the ball. You put the ball in one person's hand everybody knows where the football is and now all 11 people can converge on that person i understand that when you pass the ball your creativity now and you know design of this pass play every eligible receiver is a potential recipient of the football and you don't necessarily know where the quarterback's going to throw so that's where you know there is more options in the creativity in the passing game as opposed to the running game but you're them big fellas up front are supposed to open up some holes. But all I want to do is I just want to ask you this: you know, when you looked at, you know, the Atlanta Falcons, did did you feel as if it's going to happen to them again? They're they're going to lose again? I mean, they they just seem to have lost momentum, and the Seahawks seem to have all the momentum. So even as time went on, and even though the Seahawks didn't get that score they were looking for just before halftime, they ran they let the clock run out. Now I think there were some people who were very upset with Pete Carroll and the Seahawks and felt as if, you know what, they're destined to lose. They, they, they can't even get a playoff before the halftime. But did you think at halftime when, they, when that happened to them that the game was over, or did you think, man, they still could possibly come back? You know, I, I thought they could come back and make something happen because, you know, teams make adjustments. It's been happening through the season. Teams make adjustments. Uh, the coaches do a great job. And as you said, the, the other team, their game plan, it kind of changes a bit because they got that cushion. And before you know it, a play here, a play there, a couple of three and outs, a lucky bounce that way, or, or an unlucky bounce, and it changes, and that's exactly what happens. And, and uh, the Falcons, they were lucky. They were real lucky. Yeah, and sometimes people say they'd rather be lucky uh, than good. But I, I will tell you, good will win more times than luck will. And I, and I think that's what what the key is is that you know they had they were better than they were good i i will say this i I will give them because you know luck is luck also happened if you want to say that you know that time out that pete carroll called i could not believe on national tv Uh, (laughs) that pete carroll looked back at that referee and wanted to ask him was he crazy or who the hell called timeout pete you're on television we zoomed you called the timeout and then (laughs) he's gonna turn back to that referee now that's the same guy that said that he didn't know that reggie bush's mom had this big old house out there in california you know that so and i know a little bit about that guy but could you believe i mean really when you saw that 
I could not believe it. You know, that was that was that was better than the worst flop that I've ever seen in my life. You know, the guys flop and act like, you know, somebody just, you know, killed him. Yeah, you know? yeah. But could yeah. you believe that Pete Carroll actually was looking at that referee and, wanted, and asked him who called timeout? You know, that, a Hollywood moment. Oh, that was definitely a Hollywood moment. I mean, that's that has to go down as one of the greatest of all time. You know, and I and, and there's one thing about this. I, you know, I, I'm kind. I have my own opinion about the camera zooming in on coaches anyway, uh, because I, you know, for the life of me, if, if if you're talking about the integrity of the game, I don't know why any coach should be permitted to be on side on the sidelines and communicating with his quarterback and use a tablet to cover his lips. It's like, okay, wait a second. I thought there was no cheating. I thought, you know, Spygate and all that was out the door. Why does the coach have to cover his mouth? But that was a perfect example of why, you know, we need to make sure they don't cover their mouths. Because if they'd had to go to the camera, yeah. if, if, if it was been one of those things where Pete could actually challenge it, it was a good thing that the camera was on him at that time because he, yeah, cert- yeah. he certainly told that referee that he wanted to time out. So, okay, so going forward, uh, yeah. no, no, before we go there, let, let, let's talk a little bit about, there was another very well. There was a couple more very good games, but certainly the Ravens. Wow! Yeah. I mean, the Ravens yeah. and Ray. I mean, how many lives does this man have? <laughs> I mean, you know, we we all know what is bad. And listen, I am not. I can't cast a stone because sin, in far in terms of my life, the way I live my life, sin is sin. So I don't know if that man did or if he didn't do it, but I know what's been. What he's been accused to have done, but he's moved on. God has forgiven him. So who am I? I I cannot hold anything against him. So I'm just going to say this in terms of his football lives and opportunities. A lot of guys, what will happen is they'll get hurt in that last year and that'll be it. We would have seen his last appearance on a football field, you know, before the playoffs started because they wouldn't have made it. But then when he came back, you know, wow, Ray Lewis is still playing football. Now, here's the thing about it. Ray Lewis is 17 years in the league. Yep. He's as good as some rookie linebackers today. I mean, the man, I saw one play at the sideline. It wasn't like he, he didn't stop the first down, but he still got there. Yep. I mean, Ray yep. is still, I mean, he, he has the emotion. He has the yep. physical ability. He has the desire and the passion. I mean, do, do, do you really think or did you really think that Ray would be able to take his team into Denver and beat Peyton Manning, and we know that's such a great story, too. But did you think he could go into Denver and beat Peyton Manning? I tell you this, Ray, I hoped that he could. I knew it was a big task uh, going up against, you know, Denver and, and Peyton Manning, but uh, it, it was it was a great show. And I didn't, let's go back, I didn't think he was going to play in the playoffs. I thought, you know, he, he's announced his retirement. Uh, that's it. But he has been out there on the field, and this team has just, you know, they've got it rolling. They got fortune. They got luck on their side. And I don't know if it's because Ray is bringing that emotion and they're playing for him, but I can't wait for this game next week. And, you know, it's, it's interesting you say that because, you know, it's just like, you know, he and Peyton, I mean, they're the uh, Peyton obviously is the quarterback on the offensive side yeah. of the ball, and and we always call the middle linebacker the quarterback on the defensive side of the ball. And That's but right. but these are guys that have been able to galvanize the energy, the the football intelligence, and the emotion of their players, and get every single bit out of these guys to play for them. And I and I truly believe that everybody's playing for these guys, and. And the yeah. way it ended, now, you know, I, I got, you know, 
take you down this 25 year road. I go down every time this happens, <laughs> you know, because yeah. the Denver, the drive and the fumble and, and just for Denver to lose the game the way they did. I, I'm telling you that a lot of people may not like this, but for Art Modell and, and, and also for Ernest Biner, we would have never been there if it wasn't for Art Modell. I would have never been there. And we as a team would have never been there if it were not for Ernest Biner. But I just felt like that Baltimore Raven team, which was owned by Art Modell before he yeah. sold and passed away and moved, if, you know, from Cleveland to I just felt like that was for him. I felt that I felt like that was for them. It was for Ernest, and it was for and it was for Art. The way that that team lost the last week, I I just felt like yeah. the, I felt like they had to lose, but it had to be in a way of which it hurt them so bad that they would never forget about it. Because I'm telling you, 25 years ago, I'm still remembering it like it was yesterday. I'm gonna talk about that a little bit. We got to take a break. This is gonna be our last break, yeah. and Anthony and I are gonna come back. and We're gonna talk about. Maybe one other game, but we certainly going to talk about the games this weekend. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Got my friend Anthony Gentle on from London. We'll be right back. Happy birthday, Dr. King. Happy birthday. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise or especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm Phoenix, living like it matters. I'll tell you what matters. Dr. King, thank you so much, Dr. King. I certainly appreciate it. In 1968, I was a nine-year-old boy going to practice to play on an integrated baseball team that when I turned 10, we won the city championship in Canton, Ohio. Thank you, Dr. King. That happened. You had a big part in that happening. Uh, and I also want to thank my man, my coach, Arthur Busby, 
who was a white man who had three black players on his team in 1968. And in 1969, we won a city championship for him. So I want to thank you. I was a part of that civil rights movement back in the day and uh, 53 years old on this earth. Thank you. So anyway, let, let me let me talk about some things that we can't just forget about that San Francisco Green Bay game. You know, again, you got a young mm-hmm. man that just, I mean, jumps off the screen in terms of athletic ability. Uh, and, and, of course, let me just say, when I was a kid, Anthony, the best player yeah. on the football field, whenever you decided to choose teams, the two best guys that chose, I'm talking about when I'm like 9, 10, 11, the two best yeah. guys that normally chose those teams when they split up, they played the quarterback position. And, and, right. they, and they usually could do everything. They, they, they could scramble, run, throw the ball. You know, even yeah. if they had to catch the ball to revert flea flicker, you throw yeah. it to them. You know, so, so I don't understand how the National Football League ever found itself in a position where they wanted the quarterback didn't have the ability to run or scramble or, you know, add another dimension to the game. But, yeah. but how did you like the performance of, and, and particularly, I don't want people to feel, you know, listen, I understand how it is when you're sick. I've always said this about football, about sports, period. Professional sports, there's no days off. There's no days off. And Aaron Aaron Rodgers, who I think had a sinus infection, my wife has those things. Those are terrible, terrible. And he had a sinus infection, you know, but we've seen Michael Jordan on the basketball court when he's sick. So we we know what can happen when you're sick. Miracles can happen. But, yeah. It was somebody else's day. It was some other person's day that, that Saturday, that Sunday, that was Destin. And he wrote oh, about yeah. it when he was 10 years old. So what did you think watching the 49ers play? That was uh, an amazing performance. And Kaepernick, I, I tell you, he he just, for, for a guy that's in his, his second year, is that correct? Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, he just... You know, uh, Harbaugh looks like a genius now. You know, because. <laughs> no, you're right. They, Go they ahead. You're right. You're right. You're right. You know, they haven't, they got to the, the championship game last year with Smith and now they're there with Kaepernick. So if they win it or not, hey, he's got two guys that could take him to the championship game. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing about it. It's like, it's, it, and of all teams for this to happen to, it's something amazing happening. This AFC Championship game is going to be a repeat uh, for the first time since 25 years ago when I was a part of it and we did it. But the San Francisco 49ers, this is the second time in their history that they've had very good quarterbacks. And, well, right, yeah. this was a little different because in, in, the, in the previous case, one Hall of Famer was replaced by another Hall of Famer. But but yeah. but it appears that in this case, at least the achievement level is about to be matched because he is at the same game now. And one fashion they win or lose may make the difference. But certainly two of those coaches made decisions that people second guessed. There were a lot of people that didn't think that it was time for Joe Montana to be, you know, removed from the starting lineup yeah. and that Steve Young was to be inserted. Now, Steve Young certainly would have told you that he felt it should have happened prior to that. But Steve yep. is is respectful. I'm not sure how the relationship is between the two, but at least when speaking, he's very respectful of Joe Montana. Uh, but certainly, the San Francisco 49ers is a franchise that finds himself, you know, faced in that situation again with a head coach that has enough gonads, big enough to go ahead and make that decision. So you feel that it was the right decision, and you think it'll be better for their team going forward? 
Yeah, um, I think the the Niners coaching staff call a different game with Kaepernick because they would bring him into the game when he was a rookie to do exactly what he's doing. You know, we, we had the Wildcat thing going on and they'd bring him in, he'd run the option and he'd score. So they've kept that in the play calling. But now we've seen that he can throw the ball. Yeah, you know, and what's interesting, I'm glad you mentioned that. And again, no due respect to you, uh, no disrespect. Uh, but, you know, it's interesting that people think when Kaepernick came in before, that was a wildcat. You know, and people say that when Tim Tebow come, came in before, that was a wildcat. Uh, yeah. Here's the thing about it. When it's a quarterback, my understanding, it's not a wildcat. It's just a quarterback lining up right. in shotgun. When it's a running yeah. back or a preser- person that yeah, plays a position wildcat. other than the running, I mean, the quarterback position, then it would be perceived as a wildcat. But certainly, this is a person that brings another element, a dynamic to the team of which, you know what? They don't practice. You, you know, you only good at what you practice. You got to get repetitions in it. And NFL teams do not practice what we call, you know, a play that gives them ability to option. You know, the option read. Right. He has option of keeping it, pulling it yeah. out, or pitching it. Uh, yeah. to, to a running back. But, but let me ask you, because our time, I think, is running down. So, of course, we got the San Francisco 49ers who've already beat the Green Bay Packers. Uh, they yeah. are going to be playing the Atlanta Falcons. Who you got in that game? Uh, I put you on the I, spot. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just think if the, the Niners play how they have been with Kaepernick, they're going to do it. But, the, the, you know, the Falcons have to make sure they stay in the game and they don't make mistakes. Okay. And, and let me just ask you this, because um, we, we got about four minutes, uh, but I wanted to throw that out there real fast, only because I wanted to, let's say, if we get, provide a little bit more detail. Uh, do you think that Harbaugh, if something were to happen, if Kaepernick didn't show up that day, was having a bad day at the office, could we see Alex Smith? I, I reckon we could. I reckon we could. I don't know how he'll cope because he's not played and been at game speed for a while. Uh, and this is the playoffs, but yeah, it's, it's possible. Uh, and and do you think do you think that a quarterback is a position like baseball? If a pitcher's not doing well, hey, don't put your ego aside. We're gonna pull you, and there's always tomorrow, or the, the, as the rotation allows, you'll be back. It shouldn't be a blow to your ego. Do you think that that could be the case that Harbaugh could say, you know what, listen, I just didn't think the kid was having a good day. I had to pull him because I was trying to win for the football team. He's my starting quarterback. I'll go with him next year. But I just think, listen, I, I, if somebody's having a bad, I've always felt that day. You know, you think they can come out of it. And, and Russell, you know, Wilson, when of course, when the Seahawks were having a bad game the first half, yeah. It wasn't because he was not throwing good passes or he was having a bad day. What he wasn't doing is he wasn't playing Russell Wilson football. And when those openings right. were wide open, he wasn't running the ball down the field. But when he did, yeah. I think things changed a little bit. Okay, so I, you know, I kind of think this. Listen, that that quarterback Kaepernick just has an ability and an an element to his game that yeah. is hard for you to be able to coach against. And speed yeah. does kill. And when you got that option reader, which people are not accustomed to playing that kind of football, and they don't know how to defend against it, and you got secondary people you're trying to get into the game, and all of a sudden he pulls that out, and it's play action. Woo, I, I think that's going to be tough. Yeah. I like, But I like San Francisco. I like San Francisco. And in saying that, I'm going to yeah. move on, because now I want to talk about that other game. And that's, of course, <laughs> the Ravens. 
Yeah. And when you Ravens and the Patriots, and that's that rematch of, of, of again, of last year, it hasn't happened like this for 25 years. We were not successful. The old Browns were not successful. But I just think the new Browns, which are the Ravens, I think they're uh-huh. just, I think it's a little different. I think because, you know, Ray's going to be a part of this story when it ends. What do you think going into yeah. that game? You think Tom Brady's just going to be too much for them, or you think the Ravens may, you know, get it done? Man, these these are two teams that know each other, study each other. They've met so many times, regular season and playoffs. Uh, I I don't know. I wouldn't put any money on the table to say who would win. Uh, if we're going to say, hey, the, the Cinderella story, we're looking at, it's going to be the Ravens. Yeah, I, I think I think Art Modell's going up, and he, he, he Art's made a deal. He knocked on the door, asked God, "Hey, can I have a conversation with you? Come, just give me a couple minutes. I I, I need yeah. I need I need a favor for you. I got some people down there that are mad at me, uh, but they now have accepted the fact that they are the Browns, that the Ravens are the Browns. So can yeah. you can you can you pull a victory off for me just the one time? So <laughs> I, I think he, if he's not, yeah. I'm asking him to do that for me. I'm asking him yeah. to do that for me yeah. because uh, listen, Tom's had a chance. Tom had a chance last year. You know, he didn't get it done. But I tell you what, regardless, I think it's going to be some great football. But here's the thing about it. What happens is a lot of times, you know, those playoff games are so good because you're fighting for something so hard. And you yeah. give it everything you got. And sometimes I think the Super Bowl is a letdown to the playoffs because the playoffs, what you're trying to do is your goal is to get to the Super Bowl yeah. and then win it. But first of right. all, your goal is to get to the Super So you you do everything you can. And that's why I asked you the question, do you think that if Harbaugh found himself in a position where Kaepernick was not having a great game, that he might pull the trigger? Because ultimately mm-hmm. it's all about getting to that Super Bowl where you can possibly have a chance to bring that Lombardi Trophy back into your environment. And I just think that if he had to do that, I think that he might. But I tell you what, there's another interesting twist to this. If the two teams win that I'm picking, I don't think in yeah. the history of any professional sports, two brothers have played for the championship. So, right. so if we got the Ravens right, and if we got the 49ers, we got two yeah. brothers, head coaches, playing for a championship. So either way, and I, and I hope they both make it, but I hope at least one of them make it because it's it's, it's going to be yeah. it's going to be hell. The dad's going to be mad <laughs> because it'll be refle- <laughs> it's going to be a reflection on his coaching ability. You know, the dad, of course, was it was, yeah. was 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 a good coach, oh, yeah. but but uh, so yeah. listen, I want you yeah. to be sure to take a time, Anthony, again to tell people where they can find your show at, where they can see uh, all the great information you bring to people, and you do that on YouTube. And the name of your show again is is Athletic Intelligence, and again. For those of you out there do not know this, that's a real accent. It's not fake. He didn't make it up. He's not an actor. He really does live in London, and he really does listen to Voice America Sports, and we certainly appreciate it. You've been listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I want to say happy birthday to Dr. King. You did so much for me. You did so much for so many people in this whole wide world that we all say thank you, we love you, God bless you. We hope we're making you proud. We haven't stopped. We're still fighting, and we're glad you're still watching. I got to go, and I want to say, by the way, I'll see you next time, which will be the best time.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.